The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Independent contractor of Money Concepts International, Inc. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member of FINRA, SIPC. Investments are not FDIC, NCUA insured. No bank or credit union guarantee. May lose value. Money Concepts Advisory Service is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Welcome back for another episode of What Is Your Money Really For podcast. I'd like to welcome those of you who are joining us for the first time. My name is Cody Braun, and I am here with Tyler Braun, your hosts for What Is This Money Really For podcast. Our goal is to answer the question, what is your money really for? And today, we are going to be diving into the topic around cash. Yes, cash is king, cash money, all these different phrases that we hear hear. But really what we want to talk about today is what is this cash really mean to you and is that the really the most important thing we should be focusing on? So Tyler, a couple of questions I got for you here today to talk about this money of cash is king. Uh, can you share with us what is your philosophy in thinking around cash? Absolutely. So um, we hear that a lot. So people will say, well, I've, I've saved or I have this cash. And when they're saying cash, they're typically talking about checking accounts, savings accounts, CDs, money markets. So liquid reserves that they have put aside. And if you think back, you know, 10 or even 20 years ago, interest rates were completely different than where they are today, right? We were in an environment that you might get five, six, seven percent on a money market. And think about it. I mean, they used to call it the rule of five. If you took a 5% distribution, uh, in retirement, you'd be fine. And ultimately, if a CD was paying 5%, pull the interest out, never touch the principal, things are pretty rosy and things are pretty good. Well, those days are gone. And we're seeing, you know, we're coming off of record low interest rates where interest rates on a savings account might have been 0.01, 0.02%. And, you know, they've jumped all the way to maybe one half of 1% in some money markets. So uh, even with that being said, cash is not getting you the interest that it used to. So when you hear that term, cash is king, what they used to talk about is if you had a lot of cash, you had the ability to purchase things and generate interest from it. Now, if you're holding cash, you're really holding something that's not keeping up with inflation. And in addition to that, it's not generating any of that income that you need. So for retirees, we flip that a little bit, right? We want to see you have a healthy emergency fund, something that you can fund um, those un foreseen events as they come in or come up. Uh, but ultimately, it turns into cash flow is king in retirement. You need to focus on cash flow because if you have a paycheck coming in every single month like clockwork, where even if you spent your entire paycheck for that month, you know next month it's coming in again, you're really in a very insulated situation, right? We call it bulletproofing your income and making sure that you have the cash flow in retirement to cover those necessary uh, needs for whatever it is for your lifestyle. Oh, okay. So cash is no longer king is what you're telling me. Well, cash is nice, but cash flow is king. Okay, cash flow. So we want to start thinking about cash flow, not cash. So Correct. what happens when I get some cash flow coming in, right? Yep. Should I just start stockpiling over here and saving it? Or how do I handle all of this cash and money that is flowing sure, into sure. me? So just know every person is different. Right. That's the disclaimer I'm putting in there. So every person's situation is unique with what their goals are and what they're looking for. But really, you need to categorize an emergency fund for cash. So you need to set aside. So, you know, typically when you're going through a plan, a lot of experts call for three to six months living expenses in an emergency fund. So that's just liquid ready cash available, whether it be a checking account, money market, et cetera, that you can access quickly. Um, 
once that's done, once you have that number, and that number is different for everyone, some people really are after security, right? When you say, what is your money really for? Ultimately, they're looking for security. They want to know that they're okay, or if something comes up, they can cover it or pay for it. And ultimately, you put that number out there and you say, once I've achieved that number, so if that number for someone is 25000 in a money market, and they say, I really want to make sure that I have this 25000 just sitting there, readily available if I need it, uh, once that's there, that box is checked. So that's when you move on to those next goals. So whether that goal be, is being that you want to um, buy a vacation home, or you want to travel, or you want to put some more money into a Roth IRA, or fund more towards your retirement, once that emergency box is checked, then you can start going down the checklist and covering those other goals that you have for yourself. Okay, that's good, great insight. So what happens or what are some ways or things that people can do to build this cash flow, right? So obviously we go to work every single day and people are, we're getting paychecks or collecting commission. We're getting paid uh, for a value or a service we're providing, which is providing us a cash flow to live a lifestyle uh, support our family, do the things that we need to do. But what happens when that goes away and you're like, hey, I'm going to retire and you don't, you're not going to that job anymore and how that's coming in. Kind of talk us through what, you know, what does that look like? What can people think about uh, in that, in the frame, frame of mind of cash flow? Yeah, gotcha. that's a great, uh, great insight. So you know, that's where really cash flow does become king because in retirement, you need paychecks to replace the paycheck that you once had. So if you worked for 30 or 40 years and you're used to getting paid every two weeks, all of a sudden you retire and there's no more paycheck. There's no more cash flow coming in. So that's where you start to look at what buckets or avenues do we have set up or do you have set up to generate that cash flow throughout retirement? So, you know, Social Security is a form of income. So that will typically come, depending on your date of birth, somewhere in the middle of the month, second or third Wednesday of every month is typically when they send those checks out. So that's ultimately one form of cash flow we see. Some people have a pension. That's another form of cash flow that comes in. And those that don't, right, or if there's an additional income that you need above or beyond those, you know, per se protected income streams, uh, ultimately that's where you look at the investments. And that's where you need to structure your investments in a way that they can provide you with that cash flow that you need to cover that shortfall that you have on a monthly basis. So if you had everything sitting in a big pool of cash, right? So let's say you had, for example, you had $500,000 in a CD somewhere just sitting there. Ultimately, if that's getting you a half percent, that's 2,500 bucks a year. And let's say that you needed an extra $10,000 a year or $833 a month to generate the income or help subsidize your social security and your pension to cover your cost of living. Well, if you need 10000 and your CD is only generating 2500 you literally just lost $7,500 off your principal. So you start to actually multiply your losses because you're diving into your principal year over year over year. Um, and ultimately, that's just something that every person is different with and they need to pay attention to the closer they get to retirement and then into those retirement years. Yeah, I think one of the biggest differences is uh, when you're when you're in your working years and you're collecting a paycheck or you're, you know, getting compensated for the value you're providing, you don't always see that pool or bucket of money, right? But when you retire, you're like, this is what I have, and you can start to look at it and watch it, and you're like, oh my god, it's shrinking, it's shrinking, and then they're like, 
what's going what's going to happen to me and what's going on there so i can definitely see that anxiety right but if people are viewing that their nest egg that pool of money is this is my cash yeah right they're saying cash is king the more i have the better off i'm going to be yeah and really what i hear you saying is you shouldn't be looking at it as a pool of money or a pool of cash it's there to help you derive a stream of income or cash flow mm-hmm. from that and it's a job someone like yourself or an expert out there to help you make sure that that cash is going to outlive myself or whoever it is yeah, so to, it, to provide that. It really comes down to a mindset, right? We're ingrained or we're taught at a very young age to save, 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 but nobody ever teaches us how to spend. And that's where every person's different with what they have with goals, but nobody shows you the correct way or the most efficient way to spend your assets or why. Right. And that's the huge question that's out there. So a lot of the stress for retirees come that they've done the same thing for 30 or 40 years savings wise. And it's kind of set and forget. Right. You add your 401k. You don't really think about it. It's just happening. You might make a contribution uh, into an after tax account with your tax refund every year. It's just something you've done and never thought more about. And it's just accumulate and grow in the background. And we like that feeling of that wealth growing. And it's a, it's a change, right? And anytime there's change comes fear, right? Because there's emotion tied to that when all of a sudden you're not making those additional contributions anymore. And now you're saying, well, I need to actually start spending. And that's where the mindset needs to completely shift from that accumulation mode to the distribution mode when you're going into that retirement phase. So that's the hardest, hardest emotion for people to overcome and actually retrain their thought process to look at their really their savings as a, an investment, as a tool that can generate the lifestyle that they're after. And that's what that cash flow comes from. That's a great point. And you're right, not one that uh, we are taught. So you, you alluded to it as, right, when you get to that point of where you got to start to now withdraw your money is when you're starting to really think about it differently or need to start to think about it differently because we've been so ingrained to save, to save, to save. What about all of those people who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, pre-retirement, right? How do we teach them how to spend their money now so that when they get to that point, they're there, they get it, they understand it. What would you say about that? Well, I mean, ultimately, they just they need, they need to start setting goals for themselves, and they can be as simple as saying, you know, this is the amount that I want to have in retirement. And it could be a big number, say, I want to have a million dollars by this age, and there's software and tools that you can put in a return that you have to get and a contribution you have to make each month in order to hit that goal, and it's put right there in black and white. So the younger you can get started with that, the better off you're going to be because ultimately you have compounding interest and time on your side and you can get those bigger gains throughout the account and ultimately have a bigger nest egg down the road. So that's one way to look at it. The other way that I look at it is there's a term called guilt-free spending. So what you do is you set yourself up. It sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, it's, it, I, I guess it depends which way you're spending, right? <laughs> so, so ultimately you, sell, you set yourself up that you're showing the savings that you're putting in almost like set and forget, like we talked about earlier. So you're putting out all those parameters or goals that you want to achieve. And we're saying, what's the most efficient route for you to get there? And we're saying, okay, you're adding to your 401k, check. You're adding to your Roth, check. You're making your contribution to a 529 or college plan if you have kids. All these things, we're checking the boxes on them. And it's based on your goals. And once we've done that, 
any money that's left over can be guilt-free to you. So people sometimes when they're ingrained to save, they're saying, well, I've got a little extra this month. I feel like I should throw more. Well, you're already hitting your goals and doing everything you're supposed to be doing. That's okay to feel guilt-free and say, I worked really hard for this money. I want to go on a date with my wife or I want to go um, spoil the kids or go on that trip we've been talking about. That's that guilt-free money that you want to work towards. So it's setting the parameters, right? Setting your long-term goals and then just checking boxes to say we're doing everything right. We're adding the correct amount to hit those goals. And anything left over really becomes guilt-free, right? And that's a good position to be in. Good stuff. So you kind of touched on what we're going to be talking about next week when we do our podcast because we're going to be talking about the question of how much money do I need to retire, right? And that's a powerful question because a lot of people have that question. So do me a favor. Why don't you recap uh, a little bit on what we talked about here of cash flow is king, not just the word cash, but cash flow is king. Kind of break it down here of just some of the the high points for us as, as we wrap this up here today. I will do my absolute best. So Cash, you know, used to be cash is king. Interest rates are very low right now. We're uh, still coming off of historical lows. So interest rates are not getting you that return that we used to see 20 years ago. So really, when you shift from the thought process of savings into distribution mode, it becomes cash flow is king. If you have that monthly income coming in every single month that can cover your cost of living and make sure that you have another paycheck coming that next month and that next month, it really creates that stress-free environment and retirement that we're all striving for. And then if you're younger, right, and you're saying, how do I get to that ultimate goal of retirement and make sure I don't have that stress that comes with it, it's putting those goals in place at a young age, working towards them, making sure you're checking all the boxes. If you are, you can have that stress-free or that guilt-free type of money in excess, right? If you've checked all the boxes, then you can go enjoy yourself with what's left over from that regards. And just positioning yourself in a way that you can train yourself to say, I've saved all this money for something. What is that something I'm saved it for? And then saying, now I need to train myself to take it in the most efficient way possible going forward. So it's just a shift in the mindset uh, that it comes down to. Great stuff, Todd. really appreciate you sharing that insights with us here today. And that is going to be a wrap. I want to say thank you so much for all of you who have joined us today. Remember that everybody's situation is unique. Uh, and we're really here to help you understand and answer the question, what is your money really for? I hope you join us next week for our podcast talking about the question, how much money do I need to retire? If you found this valuable today, we really appreciate you sharing it with your friends, your family, others who you think that this could impact. And again, thank you so much for joining us here. We are privileged to be a part of such a great community. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Independent contractor of Money Concepts International, Inc. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member of FINRA, SIPC. Investments are not FDIC, NCUA insured. No bank or credit union guarantee. May lose value. Money Concepts Advisory Service is a registered investment advisor with the SEC.